Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Very warm welcome to this edition of uh, Mansa's The Weekly Beat. I'm Arnold Segawa. As always, uh, I'm not alone. I do have my co-hosts with me, Maggie Mutesi and uh, Dumi Jere. Uh, half the time, I'm not very sure where they are based uh, but uh, my dear partners in crime, as uh, we do delve into uh, what made the news uh, on the African continent on this particular week, or should I say in this week. Um, let me start with you, Maggie. Uh, how's your week? Uh, it's been uh, one exciting week for a lot of things. Uh, economically, there's so much that has happened, but it's been beautiful. I also got my vaccine. So, yay. I have to say, it's, it's been the highlight of the week. Dominic, how has your week been? Well, the week has been okay, um, productive in most parts. So that is good. South Africa is in um, full-on campaign mode. President is uh, all over the show. So, hey, exciting times ahead. Mm. Yes, uh, it was a, a, a very uh, weird and a queer week, if you ask anyone. Uh, one of those reasons uh, for me happens to be the social media blackout that happened. Uh, if you happen to be an avid user of Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, then uh, you might have noticed uh, sometime this week. I think it was uh, on the 4th. Uh, that had to be Monday when uh, there was a particular blackout. Um, just your thoughts uh, to start here. Um, uh, let me start with you, Dumi. Then uh, Maggie will come in. Where did the blackout find you? How did you uh, uh, cope? <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I noticed that on WhatsApp, like I tried to send two messages and they were all just hanging. Uh, so that gave me a sign that, hmm, something is wrong. Check my internet. Everything was good. Unlike most other folks, um, I had the ability to switch quickly to Telegram and continue conversations. But oh. yeah, um, more than anything, it just confirmed that, you know, almost like 3 billion people around the globe really depend on Facebook as well as its associated uh, companies, WhatsApp and Instagram. Twitter was ablaze with so many people complaining, some even poking fun, but reality of it was that a lot of people were quite affected by this uh, outage. Me, maybe not so much. Maggie? What happened? I mean, Dumi, it's quite interesting. I obviously switched to uh, email. I love using Hangouts. Uh, to be honest with you, it was one of, for me, and I'm speaking from my own perspective, I feel like it's it's so addictive, especially Instagram, WhatsApp. I have a lot of people who kept on saying to me, you know, we have meetings, let's do it on WhatsApp. And for a moment, I felt like, yes, the world needs to understand that we have to, you know, to use other ways, different avenues to communicate. So there was iMessages, I mean, for those who have iPhones, not, just not to show off. But uh, I think, honestly, it is a reminder to all of us, a lot of people all over the world, that um, if we are going to make our lives depend on social media, then we are in for trouble. Because the day everything will stop working, what shall we do? What will we do? I read somewhere a lot of companies, uh, startups in Africa that had lost a lot of money. Of course, it's a business, but it's very risky. In case everything goes down, your entire business could easily go down. And this was like a reminder. Yeah, so for me, I resorted to different ways like iMessages and Google Hangouts. I love Hangouts. It's actually perfect for video too. 
Mm. Okay. Uh, one thing that uh, was quite fascinating, um, uh, if we were to bring this on to the African context, uh, uh, the, the, the fact that, uh, I, th- I think it was a DW report, uh, Dosh Rivella, um, where many of the people who were actually interviewed uh, across different African countries, uh, we were quick to actually blame it on uh, the service providers from the DR Congo to uh, Nigeria. And this has one thinking, is this what we're actually used to? You know, service providers often are coming up a little too short as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, this being a problem across the Atlantic. Uh, I I don't know what you made of this. Uh, I know Maggie, you're in Dakar. Uh, Was this something that uh, you could resonate with or uh, was everyone quick to actually realize that uh, the, the, the gap uh, was coming yeah. uh, straight from the U.S. <laughs> Funny enough, um, the first thing that happened to me as well when I couldn't send messages was, is it my service provider? Is it that my uh, phone has a problem? Is it that the Wi-Fi has a problem? There were all those questions. And obviously, it's because this is the kind of service we've been used to across Africa. And I just don't want to say used to, but internet penetration or even getting fair, really, internet services in some countries has been challenging. Of course, not to speak of the likes like Kenya or South Africa, where internet is really fast. There are countries where they don't even have 4G. I have been to some parts of Africa, especially in the West, where I've been told there's no 4G, you have 3G. So it's quick to blame these service providers when something goes wrong and you're not able to access the services. Which I found funny because when I read the third opinion news later, I mean, they need to know that people will blame them before even they blame Mark Zuckerberg because maybe they are not providing really efficient services to their customers. And uh, like we always say, in every situation, good or bad, especially when it's bad, it's a lesson, it's an opportunity to learn a few things. And maybe this is also hopefully a call for them to be able to know that the customers don't really trust them because they haven't lived up to the standards they should. Mm. Um, Give me a sense of uh, when it comes to away from this conversation of service provision, one can easily argue that uh, maybe this is a wake-up call. And uh, just maybe this week, we how... Uh, to what extent were we actually exposed as awfully dependent on uh, these social media platforms that are miles, thousands of miles away? Well, headquartered thousands of miles away. Uh, consumers find the platform uh, very useful. Um, advertisers also find the platform very too, uh, well, too effective. So that's on the one hand. But on the other hand, Facebook is becoming like, uh, and by Facebook, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm also speaking, including well, WhatsApp as well as Instagram. I think they're becoming a giant that's too big to wrestle to the ground. Even having said that, it does not mean that there's nothing that can be done. We cannot just lie powerlessly in the face of how big they are. So yes, there are good things uh, that come out of and there are small businesses that uh, depend on uh, Facebook to sell their ways. Uh, families depend on Facebook to connect. But I think... Um, uh, funny, I was listening to a song by Kanye West this morning and there was a line that no one man should have so much power. I think that's where Facebook is now. Um, there's now need for more governments that should act. Uh, I mean, there's no shortage of things that they could do. They could demand to see uh, Facebook's algorithms or like in Uganda, make, make people pay the social tax um, to try and limit uh, the over-dependence on Facebook. So 
For me, that's where I'm coming from to say, I think Facebook is becoming too big. And if not clipped, it will become like, you know, those, um, the tobacco in the 1960s when um, smoking was linked to cancer. But still, the tobacco companies continued putting out narratives that encouraged people to continue smoking, even though they knew that this thing is bad. So that's my take on it. I mean, it's a very debatable dooming uh, when you uh, say something like, uh, you know, has to be clipped. And uh, it reminds me, do you remember that uh, opening line of the newsroom, you know, where they ask this uh, news anchor, what makes the USA the greatest country mm. in the world? And then he says a lot of things. He talks about yeah. diversity. And then he said something about, and I remember the late Bob Collymore uh, said yeah. the same thing, well, uh, around the same lines, former Safaricom CEO, about belittling innovation. You know, and we used to run towards innovation, you know, embrace it. And, you know, if you have to clip something away from uh, the original Seven Sisters, you know, the likes of Standard Oil, of course, the Rockefellers mm -hmm. back in the, the 1900s, which were just too big, and then they had to split them up. But is this where we're going, where some of these giants, tech giants, just become so big that uh, they just have to be actually broken up at some point in time? Is this where we're heading? Because let's face it, and a four-hour mm -hmm. blackout just short exposed the whole globe, you know, and mm -hmm. our reliance. Maggie, you can jump in and do me. You can also I think, Arnold, you make a very valid point. Uh, Facebook and its services is not just a social media platform. It's almost a public utility. Uh, in Africa, I don't know how many people still make phone calls. Even, even if you look into yourself, you'll probably be shocked at the last time you made a phone call, but instead probably use WhatsApp. You know, you depend on it for communication, for commerce, everyday life. There were people who said they didn't sell anything that day because of Facebook. The amount of money that Facebook itself lost, billions of dollars, in just five hours, six hours. And again, let's put it on a global perspective, the United States itself a few years ago, and this is a joke everyone was saying, was run on the internet, obviously Twitter. But there are a lot of things that the information, communication, politicians, you know, health services, everything is out there uh, on these platforms. There is no way, there is no way you're going to regulate this. And I think it has become too big to even stop it now. Now, the idea is how do we draft regulations that maybe can benefit the company, but also still benefit the public because it's too late. I think right now to say that you're going to creep down on the company's power. I feel like this is a dream too far. I don't know what Rumi thinks, but it's, it's too late. I would think it's too late. Um, so I wouldn't exactly, well, I wouldn't exactly say it's too late because, um, all of these, what do we call them again? Arnold? Fang? Yes, fine. Uh, Facebook, Alphabet, right. Apple, Netflix, Google. Yeah. Yeah. All of those guys. Now, um, if you look at, say, the United States, these folks have appeared uh, before Congress because Congress is worried about how much information they have, how much power they have, how much control they have. And, and that's just the beginning. The laws sort of changed in Europe. So that was a way of sort of clipping some of these wings. Because let's face it, Facebook is a platform for good as well as bad. You look at the testimony that was given uh, by uh, Frances Hogan early this week. She mentioned something along the lines of the platform is feigning uh, ethnic violence in Ethiopia, just as it did to devastating effect in Myanmar. Eventually, Facebook ended up admitting its role as a deadly weapon uh, in a campaign by the military against um, the Rohingya Muslim minority. 
the authorities in Nigeria are saying fake news that's spread on Facebook is killing people because groups end up attacking each other in retaliation for atrocities that actually never happened. So a time definitely is coming when all of these governments are going to take uh, steps to make sure that there's more regulation in terms of the content that's produced, in terms of the power, in terms of the control, the algorithm and everything so that it stops becoming like a drug to us because that's what it is. A drug indeed. Uh, I'm afraid we are running out of time. As always, uh, many thanks to you, Maggie, and uh, Dumi, my co-hosts, uh, for uh, your uh, insight on this particular episode. As always, if uh, you did miss anything in the course of the week, just visit the website, mansamedia.africa. On Twitter, we're at, uh, at mansa underscore media. And uh, be sure to actually sign up for the newsletter uh, when uh, you are on the website. That's, of course, the third opinion uh, from me and the entire gang. Have a lovely week. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Mansa.